<laughs> a musical, a musical podcast. Where are you flying today? <laughs> I think that I flew my DLG. Do da do da. Oh no! Lord. <laughs> Welcome to the Flight Test Community Podcast for the community by the community. Flight Test Community Podcast, Episode 30! We made it! (laughs) We got 30! Oh my god! (laughs) Now, it took us a little bit to get here, but from the bottom of all of our hearts, thank you. Thank you for your patience while we have broken through the magical number of 30. Yeah, I want to thank everybody for listening to us. I'm not sure why they do, but I'm glad they do. Nope. Well, let's introduce ourselves real quick for the noobs, and uh, we'll get this thing underway. So, I am Joel, uh, Joel Cannon. I go by Baby Brit. Who the heck are you, Mike? I am Mike Finley. I'm also the magic one on the forums, and who's that other guy over there? I don't know. He's doing something with foam, and it's scaring me. (laughs) I'm Patrick Murphy, (laughs) and I am Ursaiteach on the forums. And he is currently, um, apparently, doubling the podcast as a build night. So, (laughs) (laughs) because apparently he's been in bed all day. So, what he intended to accomplish, he didn't. So, therefore, he is currently, I I think you're transferring plans, aren't you? I'm uh, cutting a test fuselage right now. Oh, very good. Very good. Are you using the uh, new technique? No, I don't have any glue sticks. I'm very sad about what? this. Dude. Yeah. Dude, that's out. terrible. It's, it's not good. That is not good at all. So tonight, uh, we we really have a really loose agenda. Um, and the idea being, uh, for all of those who are joining us, uh, we're probably going to do a little bit of a Q&A uh, later on. Uh, but for the time being, uh, we're going to take you through some uh, some really fun updates. Uh, we're going to uh, take you through a little bit of our listener survey that we did. Um, we'll also go into a little bit on our website, um, which is amazing. If you guys haven't been there, I definitely encourage you to do that while we talk about it. Um, we're also going to do um, some host updates at, toward the end, and um, we're going to sign off with... Um, an update on the calendar. Is it spelled correctly now? Yes, it is. Sorry. <laughs> this is why you don't let a dyslexic write a website. Well, you know, I every time <laughs> I spell that word, I spell it exactly like you did. Yeah, oh, exactly right. And that's the way I think. Is that am I right in saying I I could be completely wrong? I don't think that is the English spelling, but um, that's how I have always spell calendar but how you spell it was not the english spelling 
I didn't think so. I, I knew I was wrong, but that's okay. Yeah, a fl- what is it? Uh, a boys of flight test calendar. <laughs> Thanks, oh, Joker. I don't think anybody wants to see anything like no, that. No, just wait till you. Not see that kind of calendar. Way. Not that calendar. Oh my god! Um, no way. It's it's an events page. Um, so okay, all right. Well, let's get this thing underway. So. Guys, I have been off the air for a couple of weeks. I appreciate everyone's really warm wishes, prayers, all the rest of that amazing stuff that you guys sent. Um, My grandfather is doing much better. Unfortunately, he is not able to um, travel up to Washington, D.C. and New York with us this weekend. But the more important thing is that he is doing well. Um, He is feeling good. I was able to go down south and see him. Um, and that was the more important part. Um, so with that being said, we are going to kind of jump right into this. Um, and bear with me just one second. See, the nice thing about being the editor is I can edit all the garbage out, um, and go into where our survey is. Where is it? Where is our survey? Uh, what did you do with it there it is i got it (laughs) no i got it all right so for those of you who have listened to us for uh, a while uh back in march we posted out a survey um on our brand new website and you guys not only did you blow our expectations out of the water to the nth degree um you guys have given us some incredible incredible feedback some really amazing comments um and frankly we could not thank you guys enough for everything that you were able to provide for us it's going to help the show move in a in a great new direction. Um, not necessarily new, but uh, in a better direction. In an updated moving direction. Forward. Updated direction. Um, in a in coherent a, direction. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> no, it's not going to be coherent. We're, oh, we're never, uh, we, we will never be coherent. Yeah, I, I figured that was too too much of a stretch. <laughs> yeah, um, coherent and the flight test community podcast are things that don't go together very well. Yeah. But you guys have provided some incredible feedback. Um, it was very eye-opening knowing how many um, of you guys used to not use the uh, old website. Um, the, the way that you guys were um, uh, interacting with us previously, uh, you know, we've gone through some really incredible updates with that now. Um, and seeing all the incredible comments that are flooding through is just, it's making us better. Um, and the fact that we now get the instantaneous responses from you guys um, on uh, on YouTube means that we can actually have a lot more interaction during the show, which is exactly what we wanted. So uh, you guys are already starting to see the results of, uh, of your feedback coming through with what we're beginning to do here. If you were here early, the results basically are we want to see Bruno chase bubbles. Yes. Yeah. And if you miss that, and we then delivered, rewind and watch the beginning of the show. <laughs> <laughs> so first things, for all of, I know really. So for all of you who have not heard of FTCC Build Nights, uh, we are currently building out the page um, that goes through all of the Build Nights um, information, and uh, we're huh? Build Nights. Build Nights. Build Nights. Hang on one second. One sec, yeah, one sec, on hang up, hang up, hang up, one sec, one sec. Yeah, where's my, 
<laughs> Jeff there wants to is. build boss. We'll have a boss of build night. This thing. For <laughs> 10 years. This thing right here. Right here. This is build nights. Okay. So what is build nights? Build nights is where um, the two other hosts of FTCC, uh, that would be Eddie Black and Ben Greenwalt, uh, come on to Greenwalt. I'm sorry. Um, come on the air um, using the same channel. So you'll find it through FTCC uh, YouTube, which, by the way, I updated. So you can now find the uh, FTCC Build Night playlist on YouTube. Um, and you can see our live build sessions. We go on the air on a Saturday evening, usually either Friday or Saturday evening for about two to three hours. And we take you through a flight test build in only the best way that we know how. With comedy and slapstick humor and belittlement. Um, <laughs> look at the last one through grumpiness. Yes, yeah. and through grumpiness, apparently. Um, but in all honesty, we are going to market uh, the next couple of build nights. Uh, we do have a tentative date um, already laid out. I don't want to announce that just yet. Um, but we have a build night coming up. Um, it is going to be a June build night, and it will key in perfectly uh, for flight test uh, flight fest east so we highly 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 recommend that you join us for that um if you want more information uh go on to ftccpodcast.com and you can find out more information there and we'll have more of that on the facebook page as it comes out uh a favorite part of ft build nights we had some great ones i don't know if you guys can read that mike pat can you read that okay Hang on. yeah do you want to read this one right here, Mike? Yeah, I can do that. It says, the best part of build nights is the interaction between all the people involved, not just the hosts, but the interaction with the people who are watching via comments. To me, it's all about the relationships and the chance to further interact with the flight test community. Did he call so us that right? On. Yeah, that, I mean, some of the and that's why we said, you know, a lot of these comments uh, that we have seen here um, in the survey have really, really I mean, they've been really heartwarming. We really appreciate the comments and the feedback. Um, and again, it's it's really helped us grow and develop um, and make the show better. And so this uh, moving on. This is where things get really, really entertaining for me as the guy who runs all the marketing side of things is uh, this one right here. It says, have you visited the FTCC website? Now, 50% of you said yes, which I appreciate it. Um, but 25% said no. <laughs> so I'm apparently not doing the best job of marketing this thing. Uh, there were a portion of people who said maybe which worries me slightly. So you're not sure it's if you've been in. Uh, so, well, it's not even that. It's apparently the old website wasn't particularly memorable. Um, and then uh, 16 out of the 70 who answered this question said that they didn't even know a website existed. <laughs> so uh, apparently we need to do a better job with that. Um, and then this is, this is where it gets really interesting. So th again, this is why we do our um, flight fest episodes is for all of you the 53 percent of you who said that you cannot come to a uh, flight fest this is why we do our prep and um, event informations and breakdowns so you can feel like you're a part of it and uh, just going through the last couple of things because i don't want to bore you guys to tears um 
we have a lot of you who have listened only between one and five, so we're going to encourage you guys to go ahead and back listen if you can. Um, you guys really enjoy the live shows. We appreciate it. We're going to keep doing them because we love the interaction with you guys. Absolutely. And uh, it, it's one of our favorite things to do. A lot of you guys, it looks like, aren't subscribed to YouTube. If you're watching us live, please make sure you subscribe. If you haven't subscribed, please go to, ready for this, youtube.com forward slash flight test community podcast. That's all one word, guys. Go to that YouTube. And guess what? Same one here. Ring the bell. <laughs> um, interestingly enough, I was surprised that I was expecting everyone to who, to who, <laughs> who listens to subscribe for the podcast, and uh, they do not. So four people answered no. I was very surprised at that. Anyway, the rest of the stuff is all marketing related, so we won't go into too much detail. Um, but we did get some incredible, incredible responses um, to the survey want to give everybody a huge thank you to uh hang on no my phone's ringing um and yep probably Fred. yeah probably um so with that being said thank you to everyone who answered the listener survey um we just wanted to give you guys a a taste uh, of what we have uh received from you guys and some of the incredible comments um there are a couple more that we are going to dig into a little bit um, down the line, but I don't want to bore you guys to tears because I've already spent the last 20 minutes talking about the survey. But what what does it mean to the rest of you um, from the survey's perspective? What it means is, is that survey information that you gave us, we're going to take all that in, which we already have. We are going to break it down, which we already have. And that means that we're going to produce excellent content for you. So there are some guests. Which we have the- yet to do. No, we've done it, kind oh, okay. of. I'm just- but we, we, it's a process. It's continuing. <laughs> we've got to give them hope here, Pat. It's a You're slow not helping rollout. me. Yes, <laughs> thank you. Fast. Listen, we've only just really got the website rolled out. So <laughs> one step at a time. But anyway, so the, the website is the next thing that we want to talk about. And um, I, I want to kind of uh, do it this way real quick before I dive into my stuff. Yeah, look at that. That is fantastic. We'll talk about that during host updates. Um, Luis. I, I want to hear... Oh, hey, what's going on, Luis? Um, I want to hear from uh, Mike and Pat. Mike and Pat, what do you guys think of the new website? I, I think- love the new website. Get it, Pat. No, you go ahead, man. No, I just love it. It's great. It looks great. So, you have two people who didn't... Spelling bushwhacker, though. Oh, no, I'm not going to finish. That's going to stay that way for a while. It's an oshwacker. It's crazy. It's an oshwacker, not a bushwhacker. As long as he fixes calendar, I'm happy. Yeah, right. (laughs) Anyway, so as you can tell, it's a work in progress. But in all seriousness, the the new website is totally different from the old one. Um, Mike, would you like to tell our our guests what the old website used to look like and what it used to be? The old Wix website was crap (laughs) it was black and white true story the chat was terrible it was awful you couldn't do anything it just we didn't even have a contact us tab that's how bad it was it was terrible i hated it yeah i think the other the other issue with the wig site and i think a lot of people feel the same way we had a lot of responses on the survey that echoed it is that 
we didn't have a URL. So everyone was going under my name on the Wix site. We, we couldn't interact live. We couldn't see the live chat. The live chat was delayed and lagging, and it went down a lot. <laughs> a lot. A lot, a lot. So this is way better. Way, way better. Um, so we are ecstatic to roll out as of... Today, today is the, really the official release of the website because we've kind of been teasing it a little bit and we've been on the social media about it. But if you guys go to www.ftccpodcast.com, you will be greeted with our brand new website. And we just love it. It took me, what, two weeks? To build yeah, it, about two weeks. Yeah, uh, from the ground up, and uh, thank. Uh, we're not sponsored or anything by them, nope. but I do want to give a shout out to Squarespace. Squarespace, guys, if you need a website, uh, this is based on user experience only. If you guys need a website, if you're looking for a place where you can do everything, everything it, from hosting to you know all the way through to building out the site and the marketing of it. Squarespace handles the lot. So, guys, please give some love to Squarespace. If you want a domain, you can buy it. If you want to build a website, you can build it. If you want to market it, you can market it. And so we've been using Squarespace. We really enjoy it. Again, this is not sponsored. This is just purely from us to Squarespace. Thank you, because our content looks incredible on there. So, uh, Mike, when you go to our website, what do you find? Well, let's see. The the wonderful opening splash page, I guess you would call it, mm-hmm. and it directs you around to maybe who we are. It'll take you to uh, some, not all yet, but it, they will be there. Uh, our podcasts, our previous podcasts. Uh, right now, I believe it's just the most recent three or four, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, three. And uh, also to a community page so you can look at uh, some of the photos that uh, I guess. I'm not sure where you got those photos at that's on there right now. But uh, we're going <laughs> to have They were all more. in that collection that uh, we had shared off in that the folder. Yep. Yeah. yep. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, and then I, I think there's going to be a place just for more, you know, content eventually. Um, but God, it's just it's so nice. It, and, oh, and to contact us, of course. Um, it, it's really easy to navigate. There's, there's, I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty nice. I'm, I'm, I'm really happy with it. So, and of course you can get to all of our social pages at the bottom. We have navs to get you out to our social pages. Um, at the same time that we launched the website, we just launched our new Instagram account as well. Uh, we're already up to 50 followers on Instagram, which is incredible well, for an Instagram launch. We need to start Houston. It. <laughs> well, I told you two to sign up for it, but you still haven't. It's okay. I'll take you through it after the show. Yeah. Um, but we have a lot of great followers. Um, if Guys, it is a lot of community-based um posts so if we see something that you like if you follow us we'll follow you back and if you do that and we catch something something catches our eye that we want to share to the community we will send you a quick message just say hey can we share this real quick just shoot us a quick message back yes and we will regram that out and we're going to get that out to the rest of the community because again our podcast is for the community by the community we want to see your content and the only way that we're going to see it is if you follow us on instagram so our handle uh, from now on, on most of the platforms, because we're, we're slowly changing them out, FTC Podcast is the handle. So at FTC's, 
FTCC podcast. I was going to say, don't forget the other C. And and here's the best part. Use hashtag FTCC and we track that hashtag, which means that if you hashtag FTCC, we will also look to repost it. So please like and subscribe to that and we will hashtag FTCC. (laughs) Hashtag, no more hashtags. (laughs) <laughs> hashtag i will hashtag all i like hashtag never gonna stop hashtag you got it buddy all right okay so, enough of that enough of that nonsense not really me says hi we got error geek and uh black metal dash joining us as well that's rick so thank you guys oh it is rick hey rick what's yeah, going on buddy up. i was yeah, gonna say i recognize oh boo it's like i don't know three o'clock in the morning where he's something like that yeah yeah but uh, that pretty much takes the, the first two uh, bits of the podcast up. Um, let's go on to some uh, last couple of little bits before we run into some Q&A. Let's do some host updates because we haven't really done that in a little bit. So, no, uh, Mike, why don't you get us rolling on your update? Because okay. I've been talking well, a lot. Um, I can tell you that uh, I bought two gremlins. I've already put one of them together. And I love that thing. It is so much fun. This thing is so much fun. If anybody hasn't got a gremlin yet and you want to fly a quad, a small quad, but you don't want to necessarily spend a ton of money on it. Um, and like when you crash, break them and all that. Well, guess what? With this gremlin, I have crashed this thing on concrete, in the grass, dirt, in the gravel. And I haven't even had to change a prop yet. It is fantastic. So everybody go out. If you want to, man, these things are great. So um, I think I'm going to build the next one this week so I can bring it to. Uh, oh, I'm going somewhere this weekend. And that's a secret right now. We'll let Pat talk about that. But, Ooh, I uh, get to talk about it. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, I'll let you talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, But yeah, that. And I did something really special this past week. I had to go to uh, Clemson University for some training for work. And uh, we got out a little bit early. And from Clemson to, I'm trying to think of the name of the town, and I can't, where uh, Triple Tree Aerodrome is. What was going on at Triple Tree this week? Well, there's this crazy thing called Joe Nall. And I actually got to walk the flight line for about four hours and oh my god was it fantastic so first of all i'm gonna say i'm extraordinarily jealous Mm -hmm. well i'm jealous of everybody that was able to be there more than like three and a half four hours because it was not enough time um to see a tenth or an eight you know a sixteenth of what was there um it was incredible uh, loved it. Got to see actually a few people from my area. Uh, never expected to see that were there. So I got to hang out with them for a while. And then of course, uh, got to, uh, talk to Chris Thomas for a little bit, um, from multi GP. Um, it was pretty fantastic to see him talk to him. Um, and in talking with him, he will be at flight fest. OG 17 in Malvern, Ohio, I can't call it East. I'm sorry, guys. I just can't do it. 
<laughs> well, it um, was the original, so yeah. It's the OG, baby. We're all OGs around here. OG. That's right. <laughs> That's the truth right there. And then I also, while I was there, I was walking. I had heard about some guy, in case people don't know him, uh, Jonathan Davis, a.k.a. Schizo, which uh, uh, runs around with the uh, Rotor Right guys all the time. Um, got to talk to him and uh, finally shake his hand. And uh, actually, uh, surprise, surprise, I asked him if he would be on our podcast. And he said, you call me and tell me when and I'll be there. So that's, that's amazing. Awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. And for yeah. those of you who don't know who Schizo is, first of all, you're making my brain hurt. Um, and second of all, Schizo has inspired so many FPV pilots um, that I think it would be an injustice if we didn't have him on the podcast. Oh, I, I totally agree. That guy, I, I don't know if you guys watch a lot of FPV videos, but of all the videos that I watch, he is my favorite because he is just so smooth. You know, it, it's not it's not all the, the jerky, just crazy. I mean, it's crazy. Don't get me wrong. The guy's a fantastic pilot, but he makes it look so smooth and so clean. And uh, he's just, he's amazing. He's, it, and he's uh, really a super nice guy too, by the way. That's fantastic. Very he, he just, he paints the sky is yeah. what he does. It, it, there's no other way of explaining it. And I think we'll have him on and I'll, we'll do a little bit. Uh, we'll kind of tee it up. We'll let, we'll uh, have some community questions for him, but he is an incredible, incredible pilot. And I'm very excited. So first of all, Mike, thank you for doing that. And, um, yeah, you owe me. And and by the way, in case you guys don't know, you can go out to our Facebook site and I did three live videos from there. Um, the first one was really quick, just saying, Hey, look where I am. Uh, the second one was a pretty, pretty long video walking down the flight line, uh, just showing off some planes and all that stuff. And then the third one was just a quick one with, uh, Chris Thomas saying hi and, uh, looking forward to seeing everybody out of flight fest. So, um, yeah, that's kind of what I've had going on, which has been plenty. And I'm glad you had, because the beginning of the year was tough for you too. So I'm very, very glad that you guys have had your fair share of RC stuff going on because yeah. Yeah, it was very tough. It was very, very tough for you guys. Yeah. First three months of the year was killer for me. So yeah, pretty much sucked. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. That. Yeah. Yep. The grumpy old man is speaking out. So, uh, grumpy old man number two, would you like Ew. to fill us in of what you've been up to? Um, I think you found a new, uh, a, a definitely a new side of the hobby that you are really leaning heavily in. What's that? You're sloping. Slope soaring. Sloping. Yeah, yeah. I'm all about the slope soaring. I haven't done that in a couple of weeks now. Um, but it's it's very addicting. It's it's so much fun. Uh, I finally I finally got to fly my my weasel. If if you are watching on video, you can see the weasel that I'm holding, my home built one. Scratch. I like one. it. I love that. Um, it's it's it, it's a blast to fly. Um, got a little scuffed up. <laughs> there. I need a little. Uh, you know what? I'm just gonna put some tape on that, and it's good to go. Um. Oh, it, it, it flew pretty well. Uh, 
it's kind of a weird thing um, where with this plane, it seems to be uh, a narrow band of wind that it really, really likes. It's flyable in light winds. If the winds, if the winds get a little bit too heavy, though, it doesn't have the penetration. Um, and it's all about, you know, adding and taking off uh, ballast for that, basically. But, uh, you know, it, it's it's the first plank wing I've ever flown. Um, so it's it's very twitchy in pitch. Um, but it, it's fun to fly. And uh, I'm, I'm really happy with it, having built it. You know, me and my buddy, my buddy Dave came over and we hot wired all five of them at once. And, and I finished building them out. So uh, I'm really happy with it. Uh, got a couple of other uh, slope wings. Um, well, one slope wing over there. My, uh, I had a fiberglass wing that I had at the first flight fest um, that was real sketchy on CG powered. I mean, I flew it once, uh, but it was just, it's a handful. So I didn't fly it again while there. Um, so I've, I took the motor off of it and I've actually set it up for a slope wing for my buddy Dave to try to fly. Um, I have yet to, to see if we can get that up in the air, but it should do pretty well, I think. Um, so yeah, so I, I'm all about sloping now, uh, except that uh, here lately I, I've taken on I've taken on two new projects. Um, one of them is pretty darn substantial in uh, in what it requires, and the other one is what I'm working on right now. I'm uh, since Ben Harbor created that awesome F5. I figured there needs to be an adversary aircraft mm. and yes, Ben, I know, you know, we talked about this. The, the F5 was never really deployed, but uh, then you can go ahead and build a F4 Phantom to, to go against my MiG-21 that I'm working on here. <laughs> there so, you go. There you go. Yeah. So it's based on a, it, it should be able to fly anywhere from a 64 or a, yeah, 64 to 90 millimeter EDF. Um, right now I'm just test fitting it with a, uh, 70 millimeter, um, went through and laid it all out on AutoCAD. I did the calculations for components and CG. So I got the CG worked out. I really feel strong that I have that right. Um, so it should, uh, it should fly pretty well as long as everything's square and true. Nice. Awesome. So awesome. Um, we have a question from yep. uh, Dan to you. Uh, have you tried the Weasel uh, foam board plans out yet? I have not, Dan. I know. I'm sorry. I'm bad. Um, wait, did I wonder if Alex built one? I think he was looking at building one. I don't know. I haven't seen yeah. it. If he did, so uh, yeah. While I was uh, while I was building these, I just whipped up. Uh, foam board plans based on the weasel plan form um and i i can draw an autocad and all that good stuff but when it comes to figuring out how to make things printable and even worse putting them into pdfs i have no idea what to do um so dan was kind enough to uh to set those up nice and uh like in the flight test format and stuff so i do have plans for the uh foam board weasel uh if anybody's looking for a sloper um and wants to try them out uh hit me up um hit us up on our facebook page or um blake said he built one. did it oh blake blake the lockay aaron explain did you uh did you build it did you like it he what was wrong with it one. exclamation point and now we got to wait four seconds yeah. for the lag to kick or in. 
it's like 25, I think. Did, did we really? talk about this, Blake, or did I, am I having an elderly moment? Meanwhile, well, moment. <laughs> yeah. While we wait for his response, Pat, keep keep going with your update. Oh, hang on, responding to Jim on here. I was trying to minimize the amount of dead air. Thanks. <laughs> you can edit that out later. Oh. There, there's there's not enough what? dead air. We yeah, Pat and I yeah. alone have more dead air, you know, oh, than God. anybody. Uh, that's why I'm back, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, we, we so miss Joel when he's not around because he's brilliant at filling those awkward moments where Mike and I just kind of stare at each other. Yeah, um, but then again, I feel like sometimes I talk too much. If I ever get to talk too much, just shut me up, please. Yeah, Blake Blake <laughs> says it has the same characteristics as the other one that you, I guess, the phone, the, the cutout one. Fantastic. So, oh, guys, if like you're looking political about it. Yeah. If you guys are looking for a really good, uh, fun sloper, then go build the weasel. Yeah. Yep. Weasel. Uh, search it. If you go on RC groups and you search, uh, oh, and it's spelled W I S E L. Um, I forget the thread name. It's something like the last sloper you'll need or something like that. So, I know, I wants us to talk about, uh, Pat's fancy pants. Yeah. What's with the fancy pants, Pat? PJ pants, buddy. It's because he's been in bed all day. (laughs) I've been in bed all day. You're lucky I even have pants on at this point. Oh, not again, Pat. Please, let's not Not go again. Let's not go Okay, we we need to stop that. And And continue with your update. So um, the the other project that I'm working on, and this one has been pretty time-consuming, um, just trying to get things worked out is a uh, an EDF flying wing that was designed by uh, Rick Kiersmakers from Belgium, and he was the black metal dash that was on the the YouTube chat earlier. Um, he he drew up this beautiful 3D uh, EDF flying wing, um, and it, it did the lines of it uh, for the EDF are so cool that I I just like dang I want to build that. And he's coming over for Flight Fest this uh, this summer. And he's flying into Baltimore, and I'm going to pick him up, and he and I are going to ride out to flight test together or flight fest together. Um, so, what I've done is I, first of all, he he drew it up with the really big fat Clark Y airfoil, which is not good for a flying wing. It's got a lot of pitching moments, so you need a lot of reflex, which means you have a lot of drag. Um, and it has a the thickness of it would have created a lot of drag, uh, and, and it would have been. Pat. Aerospace engineer. Yeah, it would have been uh, <laughs> it would have been rough to get that thing up and flying. I, I suspect once it was moving along, it would have flown fine. But the EDF being behind the power curve when launched could have been an issue. So I I uh, found a airfoil for it, and what I had to do was figure out how to incorporate that airfoil without changing the overall lines of, of his design, which was, was really hard to do. Um, yeah, boy, I wish I had a, a picture to show you guys, but I don't. I guess I could share it on my computer, but I'd have you to could. find it. Um, so I'll keep talking, and then I'll, uh, I'll look for that, and we'll come back to it maybe. Um, but the, the, way, the way it is, is there's a the, – the EDF is center-mounted – and there's kind of a center fuselage section that blends like perfectly into the leading edge of the wings, has a nice sweep into the trailing edge of the wings. And the the EDF, the opening for the EDF actually 
the air goes down into the fuselage and then goes out and the the shape of the edf is just this really pretty kind of light slight arc it's just a pretty pretty design um so I had to figure out how to incorporate that airfoil without changing the overall line. So we, one of the one of the biggest um, eye-catching things for me about this was when you look at it head-on, the what he had drawn up, the bottom tapered up to the wings. Like typically, when you like hot wire cut or build wings, they, they taper top and bottom. Well, this design, all the taper was up from the bottom, and it went the 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 wing was mostly flat out to the tips, but there is slight dihedral to it. Mm -hmm. That worked great with the flat bottom airfoil, but didn't work well at all with, with the MH-62 airfoil that I wanted to use. Um, so what I had to do is I had him slice it up into 11 sections, the center section only. The wings are easy to do. But the center section, I had him uh, take the 3D model and slice it into 11 different cross sections, each cross section two inches thick. Um, it would have been less work overall had we gone with maybe half inch, but I had two inch. Well, I thought I had two inch thick foam on hand. Turns out it's one and a half. So I've got to go buy some two inch thick foam now, but um, yeah. Uh, so as I, I, I took the slices you, and, and traced the shape of each of those cross sections, which was, which was tough because. I'm looking at an STL file, which is just a mesh. Um, and I tried to use Fusion, and, and I just, I'm not familiar enough with Fusion yet. And I'm, I'm very familiar with AutoCAD. So, uh, so what I did was I, I just did some measurements, did some fancy drafting stuff in it, and I incorporated the shape of this different airfoil into each of the templates. So I traced them out in his design. I, I marked where the airfoil that I wanted to use would be in elevation on those templates and then modified kind of keeping that the line, the sweep of the bottom up and all in mind. So it was a lot of work. So now I am at the point where I have 11 different uh, templates that I'm going to uh, actually 22 different templates that I'm going to uh, make the 11 sections out of. And then it's going, they're all going to be glued together. And then there's going to be a lot of hand shaping to blend each section into the next section, because I can't just hot wire from one section into the next section. Like that would be really easy, but then you would have like uh, straight lines and it would be, you look faceted as opposed to a nice blended shape. So that's what it, it's been a lot of fun. Um, but I'm really enjoying it. And I've wanted to build something with this method for a while. And this really caught my eye. And I said, that's that's the one I want to try this out on. So the goal is uh, to get the center section uh, together and sand it in the shape and the wings cut by the time he gets here before Flight Fest. And then, then we'll finish it up from there. That is so that's it. just fantastic. And, yeah, so uh, that's what I've been up to, and and since Mike is giving me the the permission to talk about our little trip coming up, this, and making uh, me extremely jealous this, at the same time this weekend, um, Thursday, we're uh, we're going to convene in Canton, Ohio, and we're going to be out there through Memorial Day, so we'll be out Thursday through Monday, um, and we're going to be hanging out with. 
Chris and Mike and and those guys. Andre is coming Andre. into town, Andre Russo. So we will be hanging out with the RC After Hours guys. We'll be hanging out with the Flight Test guys. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, we'll be heading out to Chad's house one day and doing some flying there. So it's going to be a pretty awesome weekend. And meanwhile, um, I uh, am extremely jealous that you get to do that. If uh, Honestly, if I wasn't attending my brother's graduation, I would seriously consider trying to get out there to meet you guys. Oh, man, um, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be fantastic. So please, Facebook Lives a lot. We oh, will. I'm taking all my cameras with me. And vlog the heck out of it. I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to take my, uh, no, this is really not a uh, brief, uh, flight fest. This is, uh, this is actually a chance to go out to Ohio boys weekend with, with Chris, Mike Coolins, uh, yep. hopefully Wayne, Andre, um, and, and, and be able to hang out and, yeah. and talk with, yeah, to get a little, you know, one-on-one -on -one time with some folks and have yeah. some nice, conversation not in the middle of a, a crazy event like flight fest yeah i mean it, it's so hard and, and we want to be able to hang out with our friends and we want to be able to hang out with our listeners and, and and all the rest of the people there but it's so hard when you only have so much time so you know i've been planning this for a while and talked to chris for a long time and was like guys i really want to come out and just hang out because we hell we camped almost right next. I mean, it was right next to Chris and those guys, and sat down with them for what three and a half hours Saturday night. Mm -hmm. I think that was yep. it. And yeah. I really and it, do something. So it it's tough. It really is. Yeah, you know, I mentioned the same thing, uh, Mike Ofta after flight fest because i i may have spoken to them for all of 10 minutes i think it was during the uh, radiant gaggle is yeah. when i got the opportunity to actually stand and talk with mike collins and chris properly i i hadn't you know obviously hadn't met them until that point um and it you're right it is it is a great opportunity just to kind of break it down and catch up and be on a on a a friend's level instead of just a professional level you know we yeah. we do have uh more of a professional kind of front uh when uh when we're going around uh, doing podcasty stuff um but also you know a lot of the flight tests uh or the people who are involved with the community uh a lot of the talk that we have is just strictly rc and you know it's nice to kind of break out of that a little bit um <laughs> from time to time uh so uh, yeah. i i think it's going to be great for you guys to have the opportunity to kind of catch up yeah, break we're, it down we're, and we're gonna have the opportunity to to sit down with josh and jen and spend a little bit of time talking with them um yep. And uh, hopefully, uh, if Stefan is still in town and those guys, I, I think Stefan's planning on somewhere for Memorial Day. But, yes, um, you know, just just a more calm sit down talk environment. You know, who knows what what will come out of it? Yep. Um, get to see Eric Monroe, who I yep. haven't seen since Flight Fest last year, which is not nearly often enough. Um, no. Eric and his his family, his wife and daughter just moved, bought a house. So, uh, congrats to them. That's mm -hmm. fantastic. Yeah. Congrats. Yeah. I saw a picture on Facebook of him, like installing a gas dryer. In the a house. gas dryer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
Yeah, and hopefully we'll see Jim Bixler as well. Jim, yeah, we want to get out to the if we yeah. can get out to the uh, to the Bixler Farm Thursday night fly. We're going to do that. Oh, and by the way, I get in at five ten. So five ten. Okay, oh, you I can make it. Running out that uh, airport to 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 get in to take off, man. All right. Well, it's not a it's not a long drive from uh, the airport to to the farm. So. Yeah, no, it should be good. <laughs> All right. Well, I haven't been on for a little bit. Uh, yeah. I apologize. I don't want to take up a lot, a lot of time with uh, my host, host catch up. But I like Mike. I like Gremlins, oh, and um, I like him. As soon as the Gremlin was announced, it caught my eye, and I just, I love. It. In fact, you know, Mike, that sticker is actually hanging up right here. When I get my webcam installed, I will be able to point it around right above my soldering iron as well. You, know, you know what's interesting about mine when I got it in the box? Mm-hmm. I didn't get any flight test stickers in my box. Oh, I didn't either. Yeah. And huh. I noticed when they, when they like showed it on the, uh, on the, uh, uh, the build. The unboxing. Yeah. 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 When everybody, when everybody unboxed theirs. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? They all had flight test stickers. Yeah, that, that's sure. a that's a complaint to customer service. Contact Fred. Jen, <laughs> Jen, Fred. No, Jen, Jen, don't contact Jen. No, oh, we're not going to contact oh, Jen. We're going to contact amazing. Fred. <laughs> yeah, true. That's right. Fred, Fred. You know, we've said his name three times. Watch him appear. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, back to <laughs> yeah, right. Back to uh, the gremlins. So, um. I I have uh, doinked this. I, I like to say I've doinked it because it really doesn't crash. It doinks. It goes and it just bounces and it keeps flying. Um, I uh, doinked this so hard that the lens of the Hyperion camera actually came off. And I was looking for it in the mulch because uh, I was trying to power loop some monkey bars. And I was talking about this in uh, in a live update. Um, and when I was uh, going through some stuff... Um, and uh, I, I have been having, a, as Mike said, a killer time with this. Um, I was having some issues. Uh, I will say one thing and heed this warning. Guys, seriously, do not go below a 400 milliamp hour two cell. Yeah. Um, if you can afford to go up to a three cell, you will not uh, you will not be sorry if you do. Um one thing that the gremlin motors do is they suck a lot of amps out of the um out of the flight controller and so what you okay over there buddy (laughs) yeah you um yeah yeah um one thing i will highly recommend is keep your battery rating uh your c rating high um because the the motors demand a lot of amps and it will pull amps out from other places and one of those places if you solder up to the five volt um out source on the microcontroller um you will lose power uh, mm. to the camera if you pump too much throttle through on a low c battery so 60c plus is highly recommended 400 milliamp power um battery minimum and i highly recommend a 3s um that way you get plenty of power to the gremlin at all times um one other thing for those of you because mike uh mike was using a um a spectrum uh satellite receiver for his um Mm -hmm. be very very uh careful about where you mount them um it can be a little tricky can did you end up decasing yours no no i did not and and i will tell you something else pay attention if you get tj's uh frame 
pay attention on which sides the front and the back because yes. on the bottom of the frame there are two holes in the back that you can run your um zip antennas ties through. antennas no yep. you run your antennas through and i built mine backwards so i took being the ft guy that i am i took two barbecue skewers and hot glued them and stuck them up through the top and it works wonderfully <laughs> there you go <laughs> and I, i'm telling you i have crashed this thing on the concrete and guess what and they still haven't broken they, <laughs> they they're still there and it so, flies great so so yeah so for, for the spectrum guys be careful um one thing i will say for those of you who are flying free sky or uh, fr sky um as you can see in uh, inside my gremlin right there, that is a U uh, sorry an FM micro receiver. The thing is, I mean, you can see it compared to my fingernail. The thing is tiny. It's you can get it either in a one antenna or two antenna variant um, from GetFPV. I highly recommend it. It fits beautifully right on top of the flight controller um, with a little bit of double sided sticky tape. And if you can look on my camera, I've got a little bit of a repair on the antenna uh, to do. Again, really easy to do. Just a little bit of solder and that will fix itself right up. Guys, if you haven't got a Gremlin and you're interested in, in getting into mini quads, this is a really affordable, really great approachable way to get into mini quads without having to go into a five inch frame and um, and suffering the potential um, potential uh, pain and suffering. Again, like Mike said, these are the original props. It comes with a second set of props. I don't think I'm ever going to get to put a second set of props on this thing. Wow, that's um, a bold statement. Because yeah, it is. But I'm serious. Well, this I'm thing. I'm not going to say that. But uh, I, this I thing. I'll probably crash it harder, harder than uh, these props are probably going to be the one and only on this guy. Um, but yeah, seriously, great, great product from FT. Thank you guys. Yeah, mine weighs 101 grams all up. Yep. So and it uh, uh, well, we'll get to that uh, during the Q and A, I guess. Anyway, this thing is my next subject. This I have to say a huge thank you. He's in chat tonight, so I'm going to call him out. Mark South. Mark South is an amazing gentleman. I met him and his son while he was vacationing here in Florida back last year, and uh, he sent me a gift in the mail um, for I I believe the intended was for Christmas, if I'm not mistaken. Mark, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but uh, of course, I uh, moved, so he had to get my new address so he sent this to me recently and this is a technician class ham radio operator start guide and study material for the test um so i um I will definitely be starting to read this. I've already started. Um, a big thank you. Big shout out, Mark. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I know I wanted to get my butt off the ground to actually get started with this thing, and you have enabled me to do that. So thank you. I wonder if that's the same video series. I, I have a buddy who's big into ham radio at my club, uh, Tim Barefoot. And Tim, if you happen yes. to be listening, you're awesome, man. Um, he, uh, he linked me to a website that has – they sell videos, but they also have some online stuff. And this, it was fantastic. Mm -hmm. fantastic. Yeah. And this has, this has a DVD, this has video content it's, and it has some other content in here too. When, when, when you're done with that, Joel, would you, you like to borrow it? it? My way. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, uh, when you're done with it, 
Yeah, guess what? <laughs> it's it, and that's that's the beauty of a book. So, Mark, you have enabled all of us. So, thank you very, thank you, very much. Mark, Mark's a great guy. We've uh, spoken a few times on Facebook. He's a really good guy. He was at Flight Fest. Um, mm-hmm. He will be. Mark, correct me if I'm wrong. You are returning with your son this year, um, and I think he had an RV last year, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I think he's planning on bringing that that thing out again this year. Um, there is something else I want to mention, and uh, Eddie and I kind of wanted to do a little bit of a shout out um, to the guys at. Rotor Riot and X Hover. Now, as you guys probably know, I have um, I have been a big, big proponent of X Hover because they produce that delightful little frame that I have sitting over there, and they produce some really great stuff. Rotor Riot obviously produces some great stuff, and they started a subscription box service to. Um, uh, basically for FPV pilots, specifically quadcopter pilots. So they came out with something called Quadbox. And Quadbox is a thing you can go on quadbox.com. The website is uh, um, available. We'll probably link it on the, in the show notes. Um, but this is a subscription box service for about 25 bucks. You can get it shipped. And it includes all kinds of goodies inside for uh, pilots and you get a t-shirt, you get propellers, you get a tool, um, you get all kinds of stickers and things like that. So, uh, coupon codes, um, and, uh, included, see, Luminaire, I'm a big proponent of Luminaire stuff, but nice, nice, nice little, uh, set and included, uh, this time was a ton of Luminaire props, including more Busser Cusses. Now, I've already been flying with these, so it's fantastic to have an extra set. Um, so thank you guys over at um, Quadbox. I don't want to do a full reveal, but I do want to mention, spoiler alert, if you guys haven't received your Quadbox, I highly recommend skipping over the next minute of this conversation because this was included in the boost. And oh, if you man. guys aren't Are familiar... So, oh, run cam. Dog. So here's the, and this is what my next subject was: is what am I planning on? Uh, what is my next upcoming project? Oh, I know so what you're this, gonna do with it. <laughs> yeah, I've already told you what I'm gonna do with it. So, guys, this this right here, this is a uh, micro Swift. So, run cam. Just kid you not. Three days ago, released this to the public. And it was already sent out in all of the boosted quad box subscriptions. I've already taken the, wow. the sticker off of it. But this, guys, is the Micro Swift. It is the smallest CCD FPV camera on the market today. It weighs five grams. It is the lightest thing with a 2.1. Yes, you heard me. 2.1 millimeter. Oh, sorry. That way around. 2.1 millimeter lens so it's a wide angle lens which will mean it is perfect for what i want to do with this thing so um in another variant of my update fred provost did a really really amazing and lovely thing for me he went to a swap meet that i could not attend uh up in georgia the uh big georgia swap meet that they do and uh he got me a radiant Yay. Which I'm very happy about because I do not have a radian. I have a micro radian, which is uh, appropriate because of my size. But I wanted a bigger one for this year. I was going to make it one of my three planes for Flight Fest. And uh, a little episode came out 
uh, recently from Flight Test, and it was related to the MiG-3. And if you uh, are familiar with the MiG-3 episode, you would have noticed that they flew FPV cameras from the perspective of the tail. So what my plan is, is to take said run cam with a signal line running down the tail of the Radian and flying a Radian FPV third-person view through the run cam Swift. So that is going to be my pre-flight fest project, um, along with some other things that I don't want to spoil yet, but that is going to be the big one prepping up for flight fest is getting the radian all set and ready to go uh fpv ready light ready uh, it's probably going to be my uh main ship for flight fest and i'm really really looking forward to uh having that set up and built out cool uh, otherwise a lot of flying and uh the last edition that i will talk about is this <laughs> <laughs> so first things first The United States Postal Service and me are not getting along right now. In fact, I have a bone to pick with them. USPS, stop losing damn packages. It's a joke. So, a little backstory. I ordered a Runcam 3. Um, A Runcam 3 ordered, uh, this was uh, back in March. Uh, the run cam through was announced as soon as I saw the price. I was like, okay, gotta have it because I need a new action cam. And if I don't get one, I'm going to be pissed because I want to capture some great footage. I want to do some more vlogging content. I want to do some more content for you guys. How's the best way of doing this? It's an action camera. Stick it on the front of the mini quad. I can do flight videos. I can also use this as a vlogging cam. Great idea. Ordered it. It shipped April 11th from boston massachusetts fantastic that, that sorry the base out of connecticut it was going by boston it arrives on 14th of april in boston and never leaves i reached out to the postal service i reached out to the vendor who i got it from and first of all the vendor who i got it from are amazing and i'll talk about them later on but I really love this vendor. They are super reliable, excellent customer service, and they offered to reach out to their postal rep. Their postal rep couldn't figure it out. I reached out to the postal service. My postal service couldn't figure it out. So we have open tickets all the way around on this thing, and they still, to this day, have not been able to recover this package. So I got fed up. So I reached out to my friends at fpv direct and fpv direct uh offered a refund i accepted it and they offered a 20 percent discount on the camera when it comes back so level of uh customer service extremely good if you guys haven't uh gone to fpv direct i highly recommend as an fpv source great source to get fpv stuff from um but I, I used the uh, proceeds that I got from uh, the uh, FPV Direct uh, refund and purchased this. And for those of you who cannot see, this is the next edition in my um, content creation. This is a uh, session 
And uh, it's the V4. I'm very excited for it. Um, a lot of great content is going to come off of this, flight videos, etc. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. I was doing some testing with it today, and uh, it seems to be up and running just fine. And we'll uh, take it up to um, uh, on my vacation this week, and we'll do some uh, content testing with it. And we'll go from there. But you guys can expect some more content from me. I'm very excited about it. So... And unfortunately, the USPS really screwed me and uh, I ended up getting something different. But I'm super excited about that. And the other problem you got is, is now GoPro is suing Runcam for that. Well, and the funny thing is, I don't I don't necessarily know if they're suing them, but they put out a cease and desist because apparently they patented a cube. Yeah, which is interesting. It's very interesting. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. We will definitely see what happens. Speaking of of uh, court and stuff, yeah, that was going to be my what? What a segue, this guy. <laughs> Read your mind. I'm good. Go on, go on, go on, go on, Pat. Please continue oh, that me? segue. You are on a great direction. Oh. Just keep going. So, uh, yeah. So the FAA's registration requirement was shot down in appellate courts this week. Um, and I, that's a good thing in my opinion. Um, it's now I've seen discussion on Facebook and such, you know, where some people think to the contrary, but I don't understand the rationale behind it. But to me, it was a clear, a clear example of a government agency completely overstepping their bounds and doing something completely against the law. Mm -hmm. The law specifically says thou shalt not regulate model aircraft. Well, the registration requirement, well, first of all, they defined all model aircraft as aircraft. So they said, fine, we'll get around that by we'll just give it a different name. We'll say anything that flies is an aircraft. Therefore, we have the right or the ability to regulate it. And that's a bunch of BS. So thankfully, the courts, uh, the courts rectified it. I'm sure FAA will. Maybe it'll go into appeals again. I don't know. Maybe it'll go all the way to the Supreme Court. I don't know. But I, I thought the court's uh, ruling on it was was very sensible and very well written, and and it laid out yes. exactly what all of us have been saying in the community. This is totally counter to the FAA Modern Modernization Act. Yeah. So. Yeah, appellate courts. I, 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 agree. I agree wholeheartedly, and I do understand some people's, I guess, questioning of the whole thing. Yes. Because now, I mean, you got a guy um, down in Kentucky that got his case thrown out of court mm -hmm. for shooting down a DJI product. Mm -hmm. And because at the time it was considered an aircraft, the guy shot down an aircraft and the judge in Kentucky decided to throw the whole dang thing out of court. So the poor yeah. guy that had the, you know, the DJI product, uh, he's, he's out of DJI product because the guy shot it down. And I don't think yeah. that's right either. No, it's not. No, but, uh, but you, you know, know, regardless of whether you consider it an aircraft or not, then or now, uh, it, you can't go around shooting people's possessions things out of the, out of the sky. Well, um, there's been, there's all, been four that's yeah. been shot and all of them have been thrown out of court. So, but, yeah. you know, I see, I kind of see both sides of things here. Um, 
I was at a, a buddy's house uh, about a year and a half ago or so, mm-hmm. and somebody was flying a quadcopter or try or something over his house, and it was just kind of hanging right. there over his yard. You could clearly see that it was looking at the vicinity of his house, and it was a little uncomfortable. And, you know, mm-hmm. I might have been inclined to hurl something at it, whether yeah. it was lead-based well, or a rock or what. Well, the, the problem I have with shooting something down, I mean, you're shooting in the air, depending on where it's at, that, of course. That's the big but Yeah, that, that you, have to, you have to remember that, that what goes up must come down. And, yep. and you, we live in an not area. Only could, they're, they're, yeah. They're, Population density is pretty high. Yeah. So, uh, you know, there's there's a really high chance of somebody getting struck. And it mm-hmm. happens it happens almost every year here during deer season where somebody gets hit by an errant bullet. Yeah. Well, we had a girl last year get killed on 4th of July. Um, a little, I think she was uh, seven or eight years old. Right. She was killed uh, in, in a not so good area of town mm. uh, where some people were shooting up in the air and a bullet come and struck her and killed her. Yeah. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me at all. And, and you know, I, again, I'm on the fence as well um, because I don't consider what we do. Uh, I mean, they're aircraft, sure, but they're not what you would consider to be like a full scale aircraft. Well, so they're, 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 they're not passenger and they're not, they're not that, you know, but at the same time, it is personal property. Mm-hmm. I understand that. But, you know, if you, you don't when you purchase property you don't purchase the air rights above your property you know that that's regulated by the faa um up to a certain extent but again what i think the the biggest the biggest takeaway with this and i think this is where we what we need to focus on is the fact that as of right now um those of you who have previously registered your aircraft um now we're at a point where we can pull those numbers that we had, which technically those numbers do give our personal information to people Mm. if they recover those devices. So we can pull those numbers off and feel that our private information isn't going out to the public, um, which is a good thing. Um, I think that there is still a lot of work to do. Um, you know, because, and that's, you know, the biggest thing right now is the law still hasn't been able to catch up to technology. And I I think that the biggest fight for lawmakers is to try and keep up with the times and keep up with what's going on. Right. Without, it's, it's hard for somebody who is not really well-versed in in this area, in the area of multi-rotors, which most lawmakers aren't. Um, Exactly. Most city officials aren't. Uh, so the easy thing to do is cast a huge net out and cover mm-hmm. everything, and then your butt's covered. Yep. Uh, but you know that's that's why this country is what it is because we don't, you know, we we there are certain processes that must be gone through, and if people don't agree with something, we have the right to speak out against it, which yep. people did. 100%. And thank you to uh, what was the guy's name? Was it David John Travis? John David. David? David, David something, David something or other, but yes, uh, Mike's uh, doing the research was, real quick. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, what's that? I can't oh, were you going to look it up real quick? Uh, I can. Yeah, let yeah me if you don't mind, mind sorry. Um, Thank you to that gentleman. Yeah, seriously. Uh, and I think if I'm not mistaken, he's based out of Connecticut. Um, no, Maryland, which is Maryland. Well, Maryland. Yeah, I, I know it went to um, 
to that court system. So yeah, I used to work there. (laughs) My my, that's funny. My brother is currently residing there, Um, which, funnily enough, is where I'll be this week. Oh yeah, Um, okay. I know the area well. Yeah, then there you go. That's exactly where I'll be. So you will Um, be spending time in DC then. Yes, that's what I said. We're we're staying in Dupont, yeah. so yeah, we'll we'll oh, definitely Dupont be hanging Circle? out there. Yeah, yep. that's a nice yep. area. It's a beautiful area. Um, I'm, I'm super excited. When we were down in DC for a few days, oh yeah, it was awesome. It's it's fabulous. We're, we're super excited yeah. about it. Um, but I, 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 as I said, you know, I think that we're moving in the right direction in terms of being able to regulate. Um, it, I don't like calling them drones, but specifically camera-operated aerial cinematography platforms. Um, You know, DJI being the most well-known of that type. Um, But, you know, I was in in Best Buy the other day, and that's where all the aerial cinematography stuff is currently on display. It says, you know, they've got branding associated with it, which says, let's fly. Um, they've got the FAA information on those um, banner ads. Um, you know, they, they do, they're starting to get better about soliciting um, people for training. Um, John it, Taylor. It's just, oh, John Taylor. Thank you, sir. John Taylor, thank you very much for all of your hard work <laughs> and probably hard-earned money. Um but again, I think that we're moving in the right direction. Um, regulation and regulation is maybe the right direction, but registration isn't the right direction. Um, I think what I, I don't know, I don't believe we talked about it a lot, but Orlando recently uh, put out a citywide ordinance uh, stopping people from flying all kinds of um, aircraft model and full scale aviation. Um and that um, that ordinance become a problem. That ordinance is it. It may be a problem for those of the those who want to do um, flying multirotors for a living. Um, but you know, if you're a cinema, if you're a photographer, yeah, I can understand because you have to then get licenses and all the rest of it in order to do what you're doing to make money. So from that perspective, I get it. But also, you don't necessarily want these things flying around our cities either. Um, and and I, again, I'm on the fence about it. I feel like if you are licensed with an FAA registration, Part 107, you should be exempt from these rules because you've already gone through the training. You already understand the dangers. You already know well, what you should be doing and what you shouldn't be doing. The, exempt from the rules, except you can't break the rules, such as flying over a crowd or flying over people Correct. who are unaware that you're there. Correct. So, And also, you know, I, I think a, a big thing is, you know, highlighting the fact that you're the pilot um i was at a race recently and there was a dji phantom over the runners as they were going through the start line and uh you know the biggest thing is that i knew where the pilot was because i was looking for him and so i i went and i was like okay okay you're the pilot and i went and asked him i was like okay you part 107 and he said yeah he was part 107 but at the same time you're dude you're flying over people you're not wearing a jacket saying that you're an FAA registered uh, pilot uh, for this quadcopter. So how are people going to know that it's okay to do that? And it's not. And you know, I think I think moving forward, we've got a lot. As I keep mentioning, I think we've got a long way to go. And I think the biggest thing that we can emphasize is talk to your congressman, talk to your local area officials, talk to your city councilors, and you know, write letters talk to them, meet with them, 
bring in something as harmless as this um a gremlin a tiny whoop something small that you can put a pair of goggles on them fly them around and say this is really what this is these are harmless um and i think we'll have less problems because people will begin to understand the the, the technology better um it it's just tough you know it, it's really tough it's a tough call but moving on i i you know i kind of I, I think we this is an open discussion i think we've got a, a long ways to go but i kind of want to for the last little bit of the show before we move on to uh, our calendar i wanted to kind of open up the floor uh to everybody and see if you guys wanted to do a little bit of q a um I did spot uh, uh, one question earlier that I did want to bring up, mm-hmm. um, which was Error Geek, and he asked if anyone is flying on the DRL simulator. And I noticed, Mike, you you began to answer that in chat, but do you want to tell everyone what sims you're on? Well, right now I'm I'm really on liftoff uh, only. Um, I didn't realize a DRL could be used on a Mac, so I'm going to go look at it anyway and and play with it a little bit. Um, I'm really starting to enjoy liftoff much more um, than when I first started. Um, it's been, uh, uh, I've been getting better at it. Let's put it that way. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, and of course, I think, I think flying this little guy has it's only making you better. <laughs> yes, yeah, absolutely. It is. And, and I am, I am loving, um, quads much more now i was you know yeah i want i wanted to get into them uh way back for the aerial photography part of it mm-hmm. but uh um i'm gonna say i'm gonna say that the uh, uh the little freestyle race style quads man they're getting fun <laughs> yep and, and the nice thing is is what you're on is a really good training platform for a five inch frame and when it comes time i will happily help you build that out um yeah. funny story I, I you know as as funny as the little things are um I know we're changing the subject ever so slightly, but Dale Stratton actually reached out to um, out to us, and uh, he specifically to people who were um, who were able to help him with a multi roast problem in the beta builder chat. And uh, I was online, so I was like, "Hey, I can help you out. What what are you having an issue with?" And he was having an issue updating the firmware. And I jumped on right away, was able to dive in and help him out. And he had the problem resolved in five minutes because I knew what to look for. And, you know, it, it sounds silly, but it's the little things, the little hurdles that are the most difficult challenges to get over in multi-rotors. So I'm glad that he was able to get over that hurdle. But, mm-hmm. you know, there are little hurdles along the way. And, Mike, I'm there for you. And I think I, I definitely well, want to... Uh, I definitely want to help you on your journey for five inch. Sure. Um, well, I can tell you after doing all the building of the gremlin and in the places I need a little bit of help, I got to thank you, Joel. And I also have to thank, um, Oh my God, was Andres Lou? Yes, yes. Yes. I have to thank him as well. Cause he reached out to me as well. And this thing flies like a dream. I love it. And yep. by the way, we did have another question that I do want to get to on the yeah. gremlin. Um, Jim, uh, our, uh, Jim CR120 asks, yeah. uh, he asked about flight times on the LiPos. So I can tell you that I am flying the Hyper- Hyperion, the 25C, 450 milliamp, 2S, 
and I'm getting between three and a half and four minutes out of them. And they're at about 375 to 380. Which is where you should be bringing them down. And I'm telling you, I can punch out. I can do flips and rolls. And I haven't power looped yet, but. <laughs> You'll get that time. I'll get there. You'll get but, that. Uh, I, I abuse this thing. Matter of fact, I took it out yesterday, uh, flew two packs through it. And I actually uh, was flying the FPV and the wind caught me. And before I knew it, I was probably 150 yards out. Mm-hmm. And I was having trouble with my goggles because I've got that old stupid set of teleporters that are just awful. <laughs> but uh, I was getting where I couldn't see. So mm-hmm. I took them off and tried to bring it back line of sight. And I'm going to tell you something. That gremlin at 150 yards is it's a speck. <laughs> but speck. thankfully, I had got it close enough back to me that I could see it because mm-hmm. I used my ground station as a, uh, uh, you know, so I so I can record because it's yeah, got EVR yeah. on it. And I brought it back and I actually got it back. And I was really, really happy because I was like, man, fantastic. it would take me forever to find that thing in the field that i'm yeah. flying in yeah absolutely and, and that's the thing is that because of their size it, you don't these are not line of sight machines by any oh, stretch they can be they can be but yeah. uh, honestly they are definitely designed to be uh flown fpv um mm-hmm. as i said you definitely don't want to go any lower than 400 milliamps battery wise uh, as i was saying earlier you want to say 400 and above um, and you kind of want to keep the C rating higher. What did you say? It was a 25 C you're running? Uh, yeah, it's just 25 C, uh, 450s. I, I really want to get some three cells. Yeah. Um, I actually have some. I, I was watching a video yesterday, and this guy was flying some 800 three cells. Yep. And that's, and, I have, and I, what I, I'm tempted to do is I'm tempted to change the JST out to an XT30. Mm-hmm. And uh, switch over to a three cell just just for giggles and just to try it out. And um, I will say, um, if you have experience, you can jump to a three cell. Don't fly it indoors on a three cell. <laughs> no. You will be smashing into the ceiling. I'll, um, I'll tell you, don't do it on a two cell unless you've got a big house. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, our, little, our little places aren't big enough for it. Mm-hmm. Right, Mike? Um, but yeah, no. I, and that's the thing is... Uh, the journey to multi-rotors is especially challenging, especially for those who don't have the funds or the resources to be able to do it in one swing. you got to kind of progressively get there. Um, things that I've kind of learned along the way with diversity in the subject again, um, but things I've learned along the way, get a basic set of goggles just to get you off the ground because you don't need a fancy one to get in the air. Um, you don't need the latest and greatest in terms of tech. You just need something reliable. Mine are going to be for sale very soon. Matter of yep. fact, I'll probably bring them to flight fast. There you go. There you go. Um, but guys, again, you don't need the most modern stuff. I'm still, to this day, running 2204, 2300 kV motors on my Sybil and having a whale of a time on 4-cell. Um, that, that quad is still flying exactly how I want it to fly. Um you uh, you don't need the latest and greatest tech. You just have to have something that you really are comfortable with flying. That's that's the honest truth. Um, yeah. But again, I got you some know, 2204s, 2300s that I'm going to put on a quad. There you go. See, I told you. Um, just yeah. you stick them on because the the truth is, flight controllers are so good now. So long as you get a good F3 or an F4 board and you wire it up right. 
and tune it a little bit, you guys are all set. I mean, that's the honest truth. Most stock tunes now are pretty great out the gate. But if you take a little bit of time and you learn the tuning process, and I was able to actually help Mike um, with a little bit of tuning in the Gremlin, because one thing that these things are super twitchy on, believe it or not, is your... And if you have stock your PIDs in your Gremlin, you will have twitchiness when you go to your. Um, like- if you. It will it will do a little bit of bounce back. And so to prevent that, if you increase your I by five points and you increase your P by two points on the your axis, it will lock that right up. In fact, we did that to Mike's mm-hmm. uh, right out the gate. Actually, but he flew it a couple of times. I said, Mike, trust me. When as soon as as soon as you can, go ahead, put these pids into um, into your uh, machine. He put them in, and he was like, Wow, you just took all of my twitchiness right out. Oh, that thing is so <laughs> fantastic. But anyway, um, yeah, we would like to see five minutes too, but. I don't. I don't think we're going to see five minutes on batteries yep. for a while. No, absolutely you know, not until not until battery technology gets much better, and it's getting that, better all the time. So that and also, you know, if you want to push the five minute mark, you're going to need bigger than four hundred. Honestly, yeah. the machine probably cannot pull anything larger than eight hundred. But again, the and the thing is, the bigger the battery you get, the more mass that's on the machine, the less chance you have of pulling it out of a sticky situation. So if you're in a power loop and you're trying to pull out of it, you're going to use a lot of throttle, which is going to draw a lot of amps. It's potential for the video feed to drop and also not providing enough voltage um, because of voltage sag. That's a real thing. Um, You know, the batteries can only handle so much of the sag. And if the MOSs are pulling too much and the ESCs are pulling too much, you're going to lose power in other areas. And just, guys, these aren't designed. I mean, they're designed for freestyle and things like that. But you don't want to be sticking big batteries on these things. Be careful with uh, three cells as well, because a couple of people that I've talked to that used them said the motors do get kind of hot so watch. yeah drop your d's guys if you're going to put the three cell on drop your d's down um because even in the in the small machines uh your d gain if is going to be way too high for these little motors your your windings are not going to be out uh the escs will pump out those results and the the motors just will they'll be also correcting way 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 more than you want um drop your d gains uh, by about 10 points across the board you may get a little bit of uh, negative effects, but you can you can fix it with a little bit of P and I. Um, and sorry for those of you who don't understand the language I'm talking about. I apologize profusely because it is a whole nother language. And when we have John on the show, we'll probably get into some of this more technical stuff. So be warned because that will be a very technical show. Got, uh- just just tune out like I'm doing right now. Um, Michael, Michael uh, Hetrick and uh, Chip are both asking for the uh, PID tuning that we're talking about in yeah. the show notes. So put them yeah. in the show notes. We'll, I will. We'll not continue to talk this because it's yeah, over my it, head. Too. I, yeah, I will. I will happily, I happily. <laughs> I will happily do a dump of uh, my PIDs and I will post them in the show notes for you guys with pleasure. Um, yeah. Yeah. So what are the questions we got, guys? While we're uh, I, uh, talking about this, or do yeah. you have more stuff? Real, real quick, I just wanted to go back to the DRL sim. Um, oh, yeah. 
the uh, sorry because uh, we got the second question right after um, Eric I'm having real issues with the DRL sim it requires a shoot ton of graphics uh, that I apparently don't have so I actually also like Mike run liftoff um, one thing that I love about liftoff now is that it's running the same PID controller as Betaflight mm-hmm. so you now get Betaflight in liftoff, which means that all the machines that you run outside the game now run like the machines in the game, which is fantastic because it means that you can practice tuning in the game and then you can take that knowledge and you can bring it out to the real world and you can race very, very similar to the way you do in game. So that's fantastic. (sighs) Any other, as you said, any other questions or Pat, what are you up to? I'm cutting the uh, horizontal stab template and the the tail template out for the MiG-21. That's what I'm up nice. to. Nice. Cool. Very nice. Yeah. Hey, when, when yes. are you going to get caught in the air, Pat? <laughs> Maybe I'll bring this one out. You know what? I'm going to bring the uh, quad that you guys got me out um, to Ohio this week. Okay, yeah. good, good. So basically, yeah. the help only- him out. We'll have help. You know what we'll do? We'll hand it to TJ <laughs> Friday and go you know here. All, all I have to do is say, hey, TJ, give me some uh, reverse threaded M5s. And then it'll go. <laughs> that can be arranged. I'm sure FT has a stack of them somewhere. But guys, any other any other questions or anything like that uh, before we wrap this show up? Well, uh, Arrowgeek's asking, uh, what graphics card do you have? Uh, whatever is in the MacBook Pro. <laughs> well, I'm surprised that doesn't have the power to do that. Yeah, yeah it really. does. It, this is a 2012 machine. It wasn't designed. Oh, for, there you it go. Yeah, wasn't wasn't designed for the high intensity gaming that that is coming through now. I can run yeah. liftoff, no problem, but DRL, yeah. it doesn't like it. Boy, do I miss the Mac. Yeah, I love oh. this thing. I love my and Mac, and I've Eric, been a Windows guy forever, but God, yep. I love a Mac. Oh, speaking, oh, so speaking of guys who are transitioning from Windows to Mac, Tim Michael, the RC newbie, reached out yeah. to me today. Guess who's converting to Mac? Yeah, I saw him playing with his uh, iPad Pro. Yep. That boy loves that thing. Yeah. Yes, he does. In fact, yeah. today I was I was talking with him. He's, uh, he's not only fully converted on the iPad, he now has a full Adobe suite set up on a MacBook, a MacBook like you have, Mikey. Oh yeah. Oh, um, Dan spawns. That's an excellent, excellent idea. Um, you should at least mention the baby Hawk for those who want to start on brushless micros. Ah, yeah. The baby Hawk's a good one too. So the baby Hawk is an Emacs product also. Um, flight test carries it. It is the exact same power system with a ready to fly camera, 99 bucks ready to fly. All you need to do, all you need to do is add a receiver and you are good. So for those of you who are interested in a ready to fly option, uh, for the same type of, um, multi-rosa experience, experience, uh, size, Mm -hmm. that is the way to go. Yeah, that's the only nice thing about it is, is it's ready to go. You don't really have to do a lot to it, uh, Chip. But I want to know how to do everything, and I'm getting better at it all the time by doing the builds on these. And I, I need to continue that 
path mm -hmm. only because when I start getting into the bigger ones, um, I understand what in the world I'm doing. Yep. And, and this one was so easy. I, I can't get over other than the fact that it's small. Mm -hmm. And, and, and that's something I'm going to warn everybody. If you get one of these gremlins and you put it together yourself, you need two things. You need a good soldering iron with a nice pointed tip. Second thing you need is tweezers, something like this. Yep. So you can see those little boards. Yep. <laughs> The other, the other thing I will highly recommend uh, as well for those who are getting into multi-rotors um, as well as a basic thing to uh, have in your toolkit are electronic static proof tweezers like these. Uh, these I got off of Amazon. Uh, you can get them in a pack of five for like six bucks and these are fantastic for not burning your fingers. And instead of helping hands, these things are much, much easier. Um... The other thing I will recommend from Amazon is this, the Xtronic 3020. Uh, this is a soldering station and controller. Um, it is fully adjustable um, by temperature. You can set the temperature on it. It's a fantastic soldering station. Um, brilliant as well. Um, and another thing, guys, for those who are soldering, 6040 solder only, leaded solder, do not try using anything else. You will deeply, deeply regret it. All right. So that was my little spiel. Yeah. I was just telling Chip that I use the uh, Spectrum FPB um, yep. serial receiver that's got the 3.3 volt auto bind. Yes. Is, that yes. thing is, that that is, thing the is satellite. Fantastic. Is that Chip or is that somebody else? Chip. That's it is Chip. Charles Hunter wait, is, Chip is Chip in chat. Wait, wait, wait. You mean he's been lying to me about his name this whole time? Yep. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what to say about this. Charles. Yep. Charles. Uh, and you know for those call him Charles. Yeah, right. <laughs> and for those uh, yeah, really, I was like, wait, is this is Chip really? Yeah. Um Anyway, right here in the middle, uh, this uh, this is, again, I'm going to repeat it for those of you who missed it earlier. Um, this inside of mine is the FM uh, micro receiver from FreeSky. Um, it is the smallest thing. It binds up under D8 mode um, on your Tyrannus, um, and it binds up real quick. It's a long-range receiver. Uh, not diversity, but who needs diversity on a machine this big? Um, so yeah, guys, uh, that's the way to go. Either spectrum satellite or micro receiver, uh, from your favorite, um, uh, radio system. Um, they are at, of course, we highly recommend S bus, um, for these, uh, builds much, much easier. Um, another thing you do not have to run D shot on the, uh, on the ESCs. So I am actually running, um, one of the older, um, firmwares for the uh, or protocols i should say for the escs um you don't need d-shot you can run it off the uh the old way of doing it um but one thing uh one thing real quick on the gremlin promise this is the last thing guys go ahead and make it easy on yourselves go ahead and direct solder um yes. the pads to the direct um direct solder and then fix your rotation and software later much 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 easier so go ahead solder straight and fix in software after the fact it's the best way of doing it thought i had my hmm. oh, yes well. uh jim uh jim 
Uh, you are correct. TJ does use the satellite in the build video. Yes, he does. So I've got another satellite right. around here somewhere for my second gremlin, and I can't find it. Yeah. Right last last questions. Right. Anyone? Final call. Last questions. Yeah, one shot, one twenty-five. Yep. You do not need to use D shot. Um, the big uh, and for real quick for those who are wondering why I'm not using D shot, um, digital protocol is finite. You get ones and zeros, whereas with analog you get a nice flowy line. So for machines like this, which are this small, if you're running it on D shot, it's seeing sharp spikes in the signal line, and that means that any D gain that you have in your um, PID controller is going to look at that and say, uh, what? And your motors are going to chirp and chime and will come down hot every single time. Yep. Um, so I am running one shot 125. The analog signal works just fine on the little guys. You do not need to run D shot. Um, there is something that I have to, we, we should talk about. Okay. Go for it. Um, Make it the last thing before we go. Yeah, you know, a couple of things. Two last things before we go. One, Josh Orchard made the Bugatti, if people haven't seen it. Oh, my that. God. Ah! Oh my How God. did we miss that? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> and it, Thank you, Pat, it, for saying that. Once wow. it was up, it looked like it flew really well. The takeoff was hairy. That's the yes. Parker factor because, man, it went up and looked like it was all kinds of tail heavy, but... Uh, yes, those Link, Link, two motors just pulled it right up and out. Link in oh, the show yeah, notes. Link um, in the show notes to that video. So now he is at the point where he is putting crazy detail on the thing. He's oh yes, rivets and bolts. Rivets and, in the. Oh my god, it was incredible. Yeah, guys, a nut. And for those of you who want to weep a little bit and cry a little bit, go watch it. We'll have the link in the description. And um, also, uh, Carl Leidick, uh has been working on a wild plains t38 model it's a it's a 47 inch span model t38 talon um mm -hmm. it will be the first one to fly it will be the first one of the wild plains t38s to fly um which is pretty darn cool um he's he did a taxi test on it earlier this week uh orchard went lost down yeah he lost the wheel uh, and then again today, he and his wife went out and, um, well, I'm sorry, they didn't take the T-38 out. He He's also, he has rebuilt his P-40 that he crashed on, that, that slammed into the fence on the last maiden takeoff. He tried to maiden that on uh, earlier this week, the same day that he, that he tried to do the T-38 that the wheel didn't quite work out with him. Um, and the plane lifted off early uh, and dropped the tip, and he busted up busted up a uh, a landing gear. He repaired that, went back out today um, to try to remaiden, and didn't the same thing happen? Um, it's just getting off the ground prematurely. So so uh, he's kind of scratching his head, and I, I suggested maybe put in some down thrust, check your decollage. Um, but uh, it seems I, I don't know. I haven't seen the video, but to me, what might be happening is you know it's in ground effect and it's probably got a crazy powerful motor and the motor is pulling it up off the ground but once it gets out of ground effect it doesn't have enough airspeed to uh to sustain it in the air it stalls and mm -hmm. goes back down so and he, he he really is having a hard time keeping it on the ground to get up enough speed so 
that's uh, he, he's working it out. He said that's he an interesting problem in the, in the air. Yeah, yeah that, that is. Well, an I interesting think part one. of the problem, too, might be he has it's a grass field. And if you watch yep. the videos, planes bounce around a lot, even mm-hmm. though it's rolled and it's probably, you know, for a field, probably pretty well manicured. Um, <laughs> we'll keep that one quiet, Jim, because he'll get really, really angry with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's stalled. It just is a stall. It happens out at the tip. <laughs> that makes me laugh every time I see every stall. time, every, every time. time, every time. God, that's funny. Uh, we love such, you, Pat. We do. Mis- we do. Such a misapplied term. Like you know what's it, funny? FT keeps using it in their reviews, though. Stall. It's just a plane with a nasty stall habit. That's it. Sorry, I'm back. Now. <laughs> it's okay, Pat. You can stay bitter about it. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> we want you to. <laughs> I know you do. Just uh, so anyway, times. that that was the update from those guys. Um, I think Carl was feeling a little uh, a little spicy over the whole thing today. Uh, yeah, I'm sure. So yeah, he's got he, he'll he'll get it worked out though. Did he put up a video today? Is that how you know about it, or did you talk to him? I talked to him. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, good he didn't put up a video. He's like, I'm not putting up a video until I get the second air. So, <laughs> ah, good for him. That's good what stuff. I say. Yeah. All right. Well, I think this is as good a place as any to kind of wrap it up for this show. Um, yeah. We do want to say a huge thank you to everyone who's been following along with us uh, and joining us. But we're going to go ahead and we're going to do a very special sign out tonight because uh, we got some really, really super exciting stuff happening. So if those of you remember last year, we did a very, very special series of FT uh, Flight Fest prep shows. We did three of them this year. We've actually only elected to do two because we are bringing you something really really special for the next show and i mean really special um if you guys are following along with what flight test is doing they are working with a group based here about half 45 minutes south of me in a place called lake wales the company is called aviator ppg ppg and the guy, Eric Farwell, had a, I'll give you a little bit of backstory. Last year, he came up with a group of pilots who were especially good, um, those who were graduates of the ABA's program, uh, training program. And one of those gentlemen was a young lad by the name of Tucker Gott. And Tucker is now known in the community because of Alex Zavada's mention on a vlog of favorite YouTube uh, channels. Tucker specializes in showing all of his incredible flights from his paramotor. He makes fantastic videos from flight in flight. His it's beautiful. His content on YouTube is phenomenal, stunning. And by stunning, I mean you have to watch it. If you have it, as soon as you finish listening to us, which I promise is like five minutes, you are going to his channel and you are going to subscribe. What is amazing, though, about Tucker is Tucker is not only a member of this team, which is called Paradigm. We'll let him talk about that more next time. Um, But Tucker Gott and his girlfriend, Jacqueline, are going to be on the show to talk exclusively about paramosas. And we are super excited to bring 
a collaborative show uh, between FT and Aviator PPG um, with the Paradigm team and the Flight Test Community podcast. So we are welcoming Tucker Gott on the next show, guys. So please go ahead, tune in June 4th, 8 p.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Central. Uh, We will have Tucker and uh, Jacqueline. We're going to post a a thing on Facebook so that you guys can pop in some community questions as well as having the live chat. Um, But seriously, guys, please, if you haven't already done so, find Tucker on YouTube. Please go ahead, subscribe. We're going to have a lot of content between him and us over the course of the next couple of weeks. Um, So stay tuned for that. Um, Also, we have a build night coming up. Follow us on Facebook for more details on the date because we haven't fully locked that in yet. But please, um, the June build night is coming up and we are super, super excited about it. Um, Ben and Eddie have done an amazing job uh, reaching out to a specific individual uh, for the next build night. And we are very, very excited for what that is. Very if you guys are into any of what's going on in the community, you will not want to miss this. Uh, again, that's coming up. We're thinking around mid-June. Um, it's tentative at the moment. We're locking down a date once we have the date firmed up. Um, ben and Eddie will announce it formally on Facebook. Uh, so stay tuned on that. So follow us on Facebook, guys, if you haven't done so already. Again, we are now officially on Instagram. So follow us at the handle FTCC podcast using hashtag FTCC if you want your content shared. Um, guys, you can find me on Facebook at Joel Cannon. You can also follow me on Instagram at FPV, and same thing on the Twitter and on the uh, FT um, stuff. You can also see my latest article from FT, which was an intro to Fusion 360 for radio control uh, by searching that in the article section on Facebook. Link in the description. Pat, you want to go next? What am I doing? Signing off. Uh, good night, everybody. No, no, <laughs> you gooba. Social pages, my friend. Uh, you can find me on Facebook. Facebook. It's my social page. He's so Patrick helpful. Yeah, Murphy Patrick Sean Murphy on Facebook. That's it. And Ursite Teach in the forum. On the forum. forum. Right. Thank you for your help, Mike. He he needs serious help. (laughs) Mike, will you please share your social feeds for the world? Yeah, absolutely. It's it's Michael Finley on Facebook. Um, Of course, you can get a hold of us through the uh, FTCC Facebook page as well. Um, On the forums, I am the magic one. It's T-H-E-M-A-J-I-K. And you can find me there. Uh, I read a lot. I don't post a lot. And uh, also on YouTube, it's uh, the magic one. Um, find you know, just search the magic one um, as I spelled it, and you'll probably find me on most everywhere. So yep, it's magic with a J. Yep, M A J I K I K, and the yep. number one. And again, as Instagram, Instagram for Mike Finley as well is the same one. Um, yeah. The magic one is his yep. handle. Guys, we are uh, super excited to bring you additional content. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead, visit our website at ftccpodcast.com. For all future events, visit ftccpodcast.com forward slash events. If you guys want to reach out to us, you can find our contact us page through the website or email us at uh, ftcommunitypodcast um, at gmail.com. 
Uh, for all uh, questions, concerns, and all that good stuff, we really appreciate any yes. and all feedback. If you guys haven't done so already, go ahead and leave us an iTunes review. If we find that iTunes love review, them. we iTunes. love them, and we will read them on the next show. Guys, we really appreciate you guys liking and subscribing all of our video content on YouTube. And if you haven't done so already, we really appreciate it if you go ahead, subscribe, and of course, ring the bell for all that live notification content. Guys, from the FTCC, we are going to go ahead and sign out for the evening. Blue skies. One more thing. One more thing. Yep. Before we go, blue skies. Go on. We are at like 380 or 780 likes on Facebook. Let's hit that 800 mark. Let's push 800 for the next show. We can do it. Let's push 800. So thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening. Blue skies. And we will see you on the next one. Good night, everybody. Hey, uh, Jim, it's www.ftccpodcast.com. I tried to posted in the chat but it, it won't let you in the chat yeah yeah annoyingly and probably because of it, the fact that it's a website here we'll, yep. we'll spell it out f t c c podcast.com see you guys on the next one bye everybody good night